Tribalism sucks. Critical thinking is pretty cool. Thanks for being part of American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. You know, we've got this thing in the country called the First Amendment that says you get to say what you want to say. And if somebody else doesn't like it, they can reply back and try to correct you or convince somebody else that you're wrong. But in one state, the opposition to people saying what they want to say is getting to the extreme that you could be threatened with jail time if you offend somebody. And if you think I'm using hyperbole, I'm actually not. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. I saw this article on the Daily Wire by Zach Jewell regarding a bill that is working its way through the process in the state of Michigan, through their state government. And it is something that even those, I think, on the far left would have found shocking just a generation ago. And Zach joins me right now. And Zach, thanks for um, taking some time to be on the program here. I want to start with exactly what it is that the bill in question Involves because I saw your report on it and then I saw some of the other national uh, media outlets reporting on it as well. Is this something that literally would charge people with a criminal offense if they just offended somebody by violating some of the, um, I guess, narratives like pronouns and things like that? Yeah, Mike. So conservatives are very alarmed. Uh, The bill is called HB 4474. And it's part of a package of legislation that is um, in the hands of the Senate right now after passing the House just about a week ago. Um, But yeah, according to the language, it would make it a hate crime to cause someone, and then this is in quotes, to quote, feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened. And then also under the bill's framework, it includes sexual orientation and gender identity as uh, protected classes, um, along with race, religion, uh, things like that. Somebody may say, well, wait a minute, you, not everything you say is protected. You can't threaten people. There are some limits on speech. Does this bill go beyond just that when we're talking about the harassment? What is it that crosses the line on what's apparently passed the state house? Yeah, that's what a lot of conservatives and legal experts even politicians in the House, mostly Republicans, are just kind of confused with because this bill does not really go into what speech is protected. And it doesn't defer or sorry, doesn't define what it means by the term harassment. So all it really says is that um, intimidate means a willful course of conduct involving repeated or continuing harassment of another individual that would that would cause a reasonable individual to feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened. But what harassment really means, uh, the legal expert, former federal judge, William Wagner, who I spoke to, he said they don't define what harassment means. So it would ultimately come down to a local prosecutor and a person bringing the charges. It would be up to their definition. What led to this bill being proposed? Because obviously there's a lot of discussion about it around the country on what it could be, but what what led up to what is right now? I mean, where did this come from? Correct. Yeah. So the current attorney general of Michigan is a far leftist. Um, she is a part of the LGBTQ community. She's a lesbian and she's you know made it a huge part of her agenda to go after 
what she perceives as hate speech against LGBTQ people. And she has come out, you know, in full support of this, pushing this a lot. Um, the governor hasn't really made a lot of statements on this bill. I mean, it's assumed she's just going to sign it after the Senate passes it, most likely. But I would say this really came down to just the attorney general is uh, really, really strong on this issue. She really wants to, she really just wants to pass stronger, in her, her mind, stronger hate speech against uh, LGBTQ. Um, and there was also, I guess we should put into context, there was also some hate speech uh, against the Jewish community earlier in Michigan. Uh, someone spray painted some pretty graphic things on a Jewish synagogue in the Detroit area. That was a few months ago. So this bill kind of stems from that as well, kind of a combination of things. But I think the LGBTQ agenda, that is just, as you said, it's going across the country right now. We're just coming out of Pride Month. This bill passed during Pride Month. So I would say that was definitely the focus of it. We are visiting with Zach Jewell from the Daily Wire, where he's a reporter. You can find his work easily at dailywire.com. Now, Zach, I'm I'm certain that during the debate, somebody's bringing up, you've got First Amendment implications, and saying something that somebody doesn't like isn't the same thing as harassment or terrorizing. And for instance, you mentioned the anti-Semitic uh, uh, spray painting and, and vandalism that's done. Well, that's illegal because it's vandalism. Just to start with, but what were the responses when somebody said, yes, but you're looking at something that crosses the line into First Amendment territory? I mean, was there a pushback against it? And if so, what's the response? I mean, there was a little bit of a pushback, but Michigan Republicans are just so um, really outnumbered right now. The Democrats in 2022 took over the House and the Senate, and of course, Governor Whitmer won re-election. So all Republicans could do in the House was push back a little bit, but it didn't really do much. There was a freshman Republican congresswoman who I spoke to who really been leading the charge against it. She had some strong, strong language against how this does go, in her mind, against uh, freedom of speech, First Amendment rights, and how she's worried that it will just open this up to numerous issues with the courts. But she also said um, this ultimately will come down to courts deciding in the future, once this bill, if it becomes law, if they try to enforce it, it's just going to be a mess in the courts. And that will ultimately decide whether or not, you know, you can enforce stopping someone from, quote unquote, threatening you or making you feel threatened. And so this puts the definition as i'm understanding you zach is that it puts the defining i guess impetus on the person who hears or receives the speech not so much on what the law says is okay or or is not okay it just comes down to i heard this i feel this therefore it's a crime i mean does that does that chain of logic kind of kind of run parallel to what this bill is because that's that's what i'm i'm curious about and what i'm confused about is the subjectivity of it correct that's what a lot of legal experts i mean these the the federal judge former federal judge i talked to has spent almost a lifetime you know looking at legislation like this and he's just as confused as you are mm -hmm. because yeah it does 
leave it up to the person bringing the charges and it leaves it up to if a local prosecutor sees oh i can you know i see how you could have felt threatened by this yeah they could absolutely bring charges according to this new bill just according to the people i've talked to so you're not the only one confused there's a lot of confusion going on right now and yeah conservatives and not just conservatives it's just, you know people of faith and even People on the left who are still standing for free speech. There's a lot of people on the left who have concerns, too. Zach, is there any concern that something like this would water down more legitimate claims of, for instance, uh, threats? I mean, somebody calling into a synagogue or a mosque or a church or a, or a parish that uh, lumping something like, I feel threatened because you don't say th- refer to me the way that I want you to refer to me. Is there a chance that this waters down more legitimate uh, questions and discussions over threatening sort of language, which, you know, unfortunately we've seen against pro-life groups and we've seen against some LGBT groups and we've seen against Jewish groups. I mean, is there a possibility that all of this mixes in and waters things down? I'm not sure if I would say it would water anything down or, make it harder to prosecute actual threats or actual terror. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it would just open things up to where prosecutors and law enforcement, they would just be overwhelmed with if this bill becomes law and people are claiming that they were threatened based on uh, just feelings, then, yeah, I could absolutely see how authorities could be overwhelmed. But um, the people I talked to didn't mention that specifically as a reason, you know, this could possibly affect actual threats, actual terrorism. But I mean, based on just how confused everyone is right now, that could absolutely be what happens. All right. Then Zach, we can find your work at the daily wire. Uh, Are you on social media? Where can people follow you if they want to get in touch? Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter. Uh, at Zach underscore D underscore Jewel. Okay, Zach Jewel from The Daily Wire. Appreciate you giving us the update on this. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Mike. Got some thoughts on this? Let me hear them. You can tweet at me. I'm at AVP Radio Show. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week.